Hey y'all, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show, episode 73, correct? Yeah. Episode 73. This one's a bittersweet one. Um, you know, no bad news, but you know, some life-changing events and circumstances. So um, this will be Casey's and I's last time sitting down, at least for a while, mm. um, together. Um, he's still going to be a part of the show. Um, going to be editing still and doing everything he's been doing, but just from a few states away. Well, more than a few. Yeah. Uh, West Coast. Um, so we're today just going to... Um, and when this comes out, because uh, today's the 20th of June when we're recording, this one will come out in two weeks about. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I will already be out there. <laughs> yeah, and so when he says out there, he's moving to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about you know that and um, the reason behind that. And um, But we just want to kind of sit down one last time together. Um, and this is actually our last night together. Mm-hmm. Um I'm headed to Dallas, Texas in the morning um, uh, to visit an uh, old neighbor of mine who played a you know big part in my journey for about a year. I'm still a part of it, but I'm going to go visit him. And so we are just going to sit down and talk about our journey over the last almost two years, kind of close to two years. Yeah, we're basically there. We can call it a two-year mark. Yeah, because I would say right about now so because two years ago i i was already separated and going through the divorce and, piece of it and i think a, it might have been like three days ago two years ago when i was coming back from honey lake mm. treatment center in florida the last treatment center i went to and then we reconnected i think like that week it via facebook been. or something i think i might have saw something that you posted and then i like you messaged me and we messaged back and forth yeah. for a little bit and yeah. And then, uh, you know, went to two of your Airbnbs. <clears throat> yes. One was in Rock Hill. I think that was the first one. No, the first uh, one was up. That was in Uptown. Oh, near the cemetery or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was that one. And then I only had that for, I don't know why I was splitting them up, but yeah, I had that one and I think I just wanted something cheaper to try to preserve money for as long as I could. I mean, cause you were literally I mean, living in Airbnbs like, <laughs> yeah, and they're not cheap. So, and especially in an uptown, um, apartment, I mean, it's cheaper than a house, but I mean, that's still kind of got to be a little costly. <laughs> yeah. I just, I figured I would get, I would do Airbnbs and I really didn't have a plan like, Luckily, like everything worked out with us and, and it was uh, amazing and perfect and absolutely God's timing and put that situation together. But I was just, I was like, I've got 30 days, like runway here in Airbnb and I've got to figure something out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was living, I still had my, um, apartment at colonial. No, uh, where was it? It was in, um, village of Commonwealth, which I yeah. love that apartment um, actually, no, I think I had moved out by this, at this point, um, and was already at my parents. So it was perfect. And, um, they had had people stay there before that, um, kind of were going through some life changes, um, divorce and, um, kind of in between housing. So perfect. And they have a house that can accommodate a couple people. Yeah. Um, and it was because we hadn't seen each other um, since 2016. Yeah. So the last time I talked with you was when I, I remember it actually pretty vividly because you texted me that you were leaving Dilworth and I gave you a call and we spoke like, you know, what's going on? You know, you can do it. I was like, all right, like you do you. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's how it ended. And then I really like we stayed connected on social media obviously and i think then i went to your house one time yeah it was you and your ex-wife yeah um, she was out of town for something and yeah i think we watched some movie and we had seltzer water yeah um, <laughs> yeah because she was i remember you i remember you told me and she was there one time prior because i went out there twice i think i remember she was there one time and yeah she was like if he ever drinks again we are done like and you were like yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> at the time 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't the cause of it. No, so. no, no, yeah, but no. But funny, I'm saying yeah. I remember because you were still in Dilworth at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, I don't need this piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we all ended up in the same place anyway, so that. That's yeah, good. you know, it, works. It, it took a journey for us to, you know, get our bearings and the Lord to wake us up out of our, I guess, blindness or whatever people yeah. call it. Um, yeah. But we're, we're still here. We're still here. Um, to tell the listeners, you know, as much as you want your story, but why are you going to Arizona? Kind of an update. Um, I guess the last time we sat down was the one year anniversary. I think so. I think so that we sat down um, and, you know, lots happened since then. Um, Was it the one year? I just remember we went and got Dave's hot chicken. We might have done another one. In we might have done one. More. I remember the one year and we it might have been, done. It might have been that long. It might have. Yeah. Time flies. Um, time does fly and a lot has changed. Um, so, yeah, just because we're, you know, about to be doing different things and good things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just for our listeners, kind of. Well, really, it's, you know, kind of, it's twofold. Number one, um, my job and my company, they're all out there and I'm, you know, the only person that's working remote. And again, that's West Coast. So you're what, three, two or three hours behind, depending on the time yeah. of year. So for me, I would be waking up and working and the, none of the teams online or anything. And then, you know, all the questions and stuff starts coming later, um, so that's one part and I'm really happy to be there cause I'm going to be, be able to go in the office, be around my team and, and everything like that. And the second part really, um, it's something I had considered when I was first going through the separation. I just wasn't ready. I think to make that, make that jump. Cause it, it was, there was so much going on and I just didn't feel like I was able to start from a point where like with Brando, I, I had, you know, I wanted to be able to be in Charlotte and kind of live the life that I had with my parents growing up, you know, having be a father, every, yeah, have him every other weekend and that type of thing that I was used to. But, you know, he lives up in Wilkesboro and I'm down here in Charlotte. My entire family's out in Arizona. You know, I have family that's in Ohio and in Columbia, but my core family um, is in Arizona. And so, you know, I was going through a lot and had been really struggling just to start again, really. You know, I had everything settled with the divorce and, um, and the child or, you know, custody and all that was all through. Um, but I was just really in a place where I honestly didn't know where, what to do personally, I think with my life and not having the people that I, you talk to the most, you know, obviously I have you and I've made some friends and stuff, but the core people that, you know, I rely on or talk to and go to with two with my issues, you know, they're in Arizona and I'm here working from home every and just in the house all day. And I just really had to come to a decision of, you know, what do I, cause a lot of it was, was like, do I, a lot of it was pride. I think it was like, do I stay here with the ideas? Like I'm going to be here with Brando and then try to figure things out and build my life here. Or do I want to be around family and have that support group there to be around and build that community there and have a different life with Brando um, where I don't get to have him every other two weeks, you know, every other week, but you know, I'm going to have him a lot more during the summer and just, you know, it's different, but I just had to come to terms that that's the best thing for me and for my mental health and for, you know, my career and everything. Um, because it is, even if you have that one friend, um, you know, it's where I'm lucky cause I have my family. A lot of people don't have family, but regardless of whatever you're going through, you've got to have some sort of community. And it, I mean, I really feel for the people that don't have that cause it's gotta be so hard. You've got to go all in like on trying to find that place in order to help yourself grow. Um, I'm sure there's always exceptions to the rule and people that make it, but you know, that's, that's the cho choice I made. And I'm, I'm lucky to have my family. I'm excited to be out there. Um, excited to take my son out there and, you know, expand his world. I'm, you know, looking at it as a, you know, of course it's like, I don't get to have him as much, but not that many kids get to be like, well, I'm going to go to Arizona for some, you know, for me in Ohio, growing up in Ohio, I was like, well, we go to the beach in Carolinas and, you know, I'm, I'm sure like for you, like, you know, going to the beach or whatever, but being able to go on flights and, um, 
have that different experience. I'm looking at it as a opportunity for him to, you know, have a life that I didn't have or and experience things that I didn't necessarily experience in different cultures and areas of the world. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And something that you mentioned and we talk about a lot on the show is support. Um, you know, you've had me and you've had my family, but that's not, you know, that's people that care about you and support you, but that's not your family. And like you said, not everyone has their family. You do. I do. We're blessed. Um, there's guests who have been on the show who haven't had support from their family. And, you know, I see it at Charlotte rescue mission. A lot of the guys there don't have support of their family. And, um, you know, I was blessed to have that support and, um, you know, at the very end, it was close to where they were kind of, they didn't give up on me, but they were like, we're going to have to cut you off. We got to that point where it was almost there and, you know, we didn't talk for a while and that doesn't mean they weren't going to support me, but that was, you know, like it, they've had enough and they have to protect themselves. Um, the support's huge. And, um, you know, you went out to Arizona, what, two months ago? month and a half i can't mm-hmm. remember exactly um it was and, like end of april begin, beginning of may yeah um because some stuff had been happening and you need to go out there to kind of just be with the family and talk about life and next steps kind of and um you, yeah i was just at a point where i needed to make a change i was at my you know probably lowest point emotionally and mental health wise and you know, I needed to deal with that and, you know, I needed a reset just on, on that trip. And then I needed to make some decisions on like, how do I want to build my life and what I want to, what do I want to do? I can't just, you know, stall and coast here and live for every other weekend when I have them and then That's suffer. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. You were kind of literally living for those weekends. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you were struggling during the week or, you know, the week and a half, whatever. And then you would kind of gather yourself to prepare for that weekend. And then you were great, you know, and, um, but it was just like a roller coaster for, I mean, me living with you and then for you personally, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, we talked about on episode 69 with my friends coming on, just living with someone, you know, an addiction and mental health. And, um, you know, I was able to see that cause I'd been there and, um, you know, have those talks with you. I mean, there's not much I can necessarily do you know, but when you were at that point, I was, you know, we could have those talks and I was able to be there for you and encourage you. And, um, you know, and I thought that would be a good move for you. I didn't want it, you know, Mm. selfishly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I knew that everything I had seen and we had talked about, like, you know, if it would work out like it has, um, with the custody and everything like that would be a, you know, a healthy and a smart move um, for you and what you need out of life and to better, you know, yourself and your mental health and um, cause support's huge. And you, yeah. like, I can't be that one support. My parents, family, you need more than just, you know, family is something different that we can't give you. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm su- super grateful for you and your family, you know, Laura Ann and, land height and you know everyone that's been around me but you know i'm excited and grateful that you know i have my family there i'm going to be with them and it's you know ever since i've made that decision i just feel like a huge weight weight's been lifted off i feel excited for the future um more than you know probably i have been in a while just in terms of things personally and then um i would say a big turning point too for me was, you know, we've talked about like, you know, spiritually our relationship with God and Jesus and things like that before, but there was so much, I really wasn't surrendering, um, to God. And what, and what do you, what was that? I mean, like, I mean, I know Um, pride we talked about and that's something I had to swallow and there's still times where I, you know, pride comes up and I think that's, that's natural. Um, I think pride was a part of it. I think, like faith in terms of true faith where it's like I'm giving it up to him and I'm not worrying about the future or relationships or what that looks like and just having faith that like it's going to be all right and 
I think I've had that before. Um, and you see, you lose track of it and, and stumble, but I just, there was so much, like I, I wasn't praying. I wasn't, you know, I'd pray, but it wasn't like something where I was trying to build my relationship with God. I wasn't trying to, you know, give up myself more and have his, you know, mind, you know, have my mind set on him and really dig into it and accept it. You know, it's like you kind of live your, you know, one foot in, one foot out. hundred percent. I think, and I'm, I'm grateful for this because I think as Christians, like once you're saved and you know Jesus and you know God, it's really hard to walk away from that. And things, I think sometimes it's harder for us. Like when you're like, well, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to be a stick in the mud and say no and just do my own thing. Like and it's purposeful. We, you know, <laughs> we saw how that played out for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, but you know, in the back of your head, like this isn't right. This, like God doesn't want this. This isn't what he has called me to. Mm-hmm. And I just have to try to step into it and then be diligent about it. That's um, not easy. No, it's really not. Like it's, you have to set your mind on like, I want to spend time with God. I want to sit in the morning and pray with them. I want to do these things and do it over and over. And it's not like for me, like, of course there's like a habit change, but like for me, as I started to do that, I just felt so much more relief throughout the day. I felt more focused. I felt more joy. I felt more peace. Um, you know, I felt more creative. You know? I mean, you're your creative person where I'm not that creative. <laughs> Cause that's what let your left side. Is that what it, I don't know. I have ADD. I didn't. <laughs> that's why it's called the rabbit hole show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, cause since two months, you know, when you came back to, um, cause we went to, um, uh, where do we go to? They moved to East Boulevard, um, to eat. Oh, it's a Charlotte staple and I'm literally going blank right now. Um, where did we go? Oh my gosh. They moved to East Boulevard. They were oh, Penguin. Penguin, yes. So it's a Charlotte staple and I yeah. We went well, to they their, were gone for a while. Yeah, so. we went to their new location on East Boulevard. So if you haven't been, you're listening, you're in Charlotte, go to the Penguin on East Boulevard. Um I think it's kind of across from the show Mars, basically. Yeah. Um, I can kid cast you, I think. Yep. Um a lot bigger uh space, but it still has the same decor and feel as mm-hmm. it did from um their plaza brick and mortar. Um, well, we went there and, um, sat down, you know, got the, the good staple burgers and you were like, or I think I was like, so how'd the conversations, you know, and the talk and just being with the family go and you were like, great. And, um, you know, I wanted to wait to tell you, uh, but I'm going to be moving to Arizona and, part of me was like, damn, like that selfish son of a bitch, you know, because I was thinking of myself mm. at the, in that split moment. And I knew that was the best thing for you. Um, but for just that one minute, I was like, well, what about me You know, <laughs> and the podcast? And, um, so there was one minute of selfishness, but, um, then I was like, you know what? I knew this probably would be the best thing for you. I didn't think because of Brando and the custody, I didn't know how that would work out. Um, but after, you know, a lot of, we had a lot of good talks, you know, um, leading up to that trip. And then you had those time with your family. You were out there, what, two, three weeks, two and a half, maybe I can't remember. Yeah. About two. Um, and then at penguin, you told me and, um, you were like, yeah, I can still edit from there. And, we can still get the show going. And, um, I was like, cool. You know, I think that's what you need to do. And, um, just for your mental health, physical, everything, you know, mm. cause support's huge. You know, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, you can't. And, you know, I think that's the other thing is like, you know, you can't do it by yourself, but I think it's like, you know, through God, all things are possible. And, you know, I've had that opportunity was like, I know I'm going there, but you know, I've, of course I've had you here, but I've still, I'm really grateful for the fact of this time of being here in Charlotte in this transition period to really kind of build up, you know, my reliance on him and being able to practice that, you know, cause I don't want to get out there and just put everything on everybody, everybody else. I still want to, I want to have them around and be able to go to them for things that I'm having trouble with or, you know, just family stuff. But 
you know, I still want to be diligent about like I'm building my life. I'm, I want to be self-reliant and um, independent and successful in my company and my business and as a father and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Cause I mean, in what I was initially, my train of thought, you know, the ADD took yeah. over, but um, what I was going to say um, since you have been back, I've noticed, you know, just you're waking up, earlier you're having your quiet time and you're i mean you're not just saying that you're actually it's i've seen it you know happening here and you know like you said your spirits and every you know just more confident and creative and um you know i've can attest to that and i've seen it um because yeah i would say from me knowing you you were been at your lowest you know prior to the arizona trip for you know, maybe since Thanksgiving. I mean, gradually it had, you know. Yeah. Um, There's and, ups and downs for sure. Yeah. But and, yeah. And, but before that Arizona trip was the, you know, the lowest and had me concerned. And, but we had a lot of good conversations. And, um, you know, it was tough to have those conversations. I'd never had to have conversations like that, but it was coming from a place of love. And thankfully you received it well. And, you know, I think it made us, closer in yeah. those conversations um but um so for the listeners what is your company you know because <laughs> they, they don't really i mean they know of you and you know from episode 11 you can go listen to that if you don't know who casey is you can <laughs> hear a little bit of his story um and this is kind of the updated of us and our story but what is your company so our company the company name is giant killer um, so the whole idea behind the name is a little bit of a play, like our family. I started it with my father and my brother and my family, um, but it's a play on David versus Goliath. So when we initially started it, we wanted to build you know, mobile apps for businesses and communities that would be able to compete with um, you know, all the big brands like you know, McDonald's has an app, Starbucks has an app. And we wanted to go to you know, the small retailers um, and be able to give them an app with all those features at a price that they they can afford and so basically we build apps for businesses like you know retail traditional retail businesses shops um, but we do a lot of work with nonprofits like um, you know vfws um, moose lodges elks lodges they do a lot of work in the community have you know clubs across the country um, and then we're also expanding into schools and things like that so our main focus is mobile apps um, and I, you know, I love it. I love, it's a big part of my life. Um, I would say, you know, a big part of, you know, my, you know, mid to late twenties, it's something that I've started with my family and I'm, you know, really grateful for it and, and excited to see it grow more, especially with all of us finally in, in the same place. Yeah. Cause y'all got your first location office, what, late last year, early this year or so well, we had our first office in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And then COVID happened. Yep. And so we kind of, sh- everybody was working remote. And then after all, all of that, we finally got a, another office in Scottsdale, Arizona for all of us to be in. And um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Like there's a little bit of a tangent, but it really working from home, especially if, in like a small, like kind of startup environment, like, if you're not all in the same room, because there's so many questions and things that are, go- are going on. Especially in your role, because you're like over sales or... Yeah, I mean, I, like, I jump in between sales and then working with de- development. Yeah, I mean, and, you're doing uh, it all. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it just works better when everybody's in the same room, because you hear somebody make a call, you can talk with them about it immediately versus like, I'm going to send you a Slack message or let's hop on a video call. There's just so many more things that happen when you're in the same room. Um, so it might be hard for a lot of people to hear that who like working from home, but it's just a lot of and people. Get ju- and just done. the, as you said earlier, and just that interaction with people. I mean, you're literally, I mean, this is a nice room that we have here, but I get sick of the house. I was gonna say, yeah. You, no matter how nice your house is, you need that human interaction. And when you, when you go days on days without seeing people, you know, it's, it, takes a wear and tear on your mental health and um it's tough well yeah and you don't have like it it's like the, it's great because it's a built-in routine and it separates like of course i like i always like to work i'll work more and especially now that i'm you know single not that 
I'm not encouraging like, you know, of course there's got to be balance and take care of your mental health. But I think it's also an opportunity right now where it's, you know, I'm single. Um, I don't have Brando with me all the time. And so I have opportunity to work more and harder to put in that effort to build in, you know, build something. And so, but all that to say, it's nice to have um, a routine where it's like I wake up in the morning, make coffee, go to the office, work till six, you know, five, six, go home, eat dinner. And just a way to schedule your day versus like, well, I woke up and I answered some emails and my, you know, in my, my short gym shorts and shirt. And then I took a shower and then I kind of ate some breakfast. And then, you know, I kind of just went on until I felt like stopping and it was over. And then, you know, I might get on later or whatever versus just having that, like, here's when we're in the office, here's the drive home commute to like that mental break. And then after dinner, whatever, you know, have time to like, okay, I'm reset. I've had a break but then after work i'm gonna work on these other things or these other projects so, yeah or hobbies or, yeah and even it's even good just to set aside time to sit on a couch and watch a show and just relax you know i mean don't become a couch potato but there's things you need to do outside of work and um and you know i'm working 48 hours straight which you know you're getting it all done in two days which is crazy <laughs> and it's you know and that's something that I'm having to adjust to because um, I'm off Monday through Friday and it's, you know, tough to mentally prepare times on Friday nights. Okay, I, It's the weekend, but I'm going into work tomorrow and I don't get off until Monday morning. And so and then I've been sick the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, so I've really been out of whack and out of routine because um, it started. I guess three weeks ish ago where mm-hmm. down at the beach, um, got strep throat pretty bad. Um, might've even had the flu. They tested me for COVID, which was negative, but they didn't do a flu test, but it felt like the flu. Um, but positive for strep. Um, and then came back that Sunday and Tuesday I got hiccups again. So I'd had hiccups Four years ago, some of our listeners know and have reached out and been praying, um, you know, this will come out in a few weeks. Um, but on the recording date, which is the 20th again, they stopped this past Saturday, which was 17th, maybe. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm trying to go off the top of my head. But they stopped the past this past Saturday. and um, But they lasted um, 11 days. 12 days, I think. Um, and four years ago, it was the exact same amount of days, you know, that they lasted. Um, and I don't know what it is. Um, all the medicines the doctors gave me didn't work. Um, so I went to the gastro doctor today and he was like, I want to go and go down your throat and look, you know, with a camera or whatever he's going to do. So on Monday, which will a week basically from today of recording, he's gonna I'm gonna do a have an outpatient surgery and he's gonna go and hopefully I can get some answers and mm-hmm. um but if anyone's ever had hiccups for five minutes, you know it's uncomfortable. So I had them for eleven days, lost fifteen pounds. Um <laughs> uh, so it went from strep throat to uh an eleven day hiccup uh ab workout. Um yeah. I mean Casey was here and saw it <laughs> yeah i mean you were it was bad i mean i could tell in the mornings too like you said like your eyes were you just looked drained because i would literally sleep one hour maybe <clears throat> two if i was lucky and then i'd get woken up by hiccups and then i would have to tmi maybe but throw up and that would calm some of the hiccups down and uh, but i couldn't keep any food down or liquid nothing um so um it was tough and four years ago when i had them this i want this time was better mm-hmm. not the hiccups but just of where i was um because last time they started in the psych ward in memphis so i mean you don't want to be in the psych ward in the first place but then <laughs> yeah. take having hiccups <laughs> in the yeah. psych ward and in, in memphis if anyone's been or knows memphis it's Did they have you in like the scrubs in the psych ward 
Uh, this psych ward, I don't know. I mean, in some of the psych wards I've been in, they put you in scrubs. Yeah, the one I, I was at, because you didn't have any clothes. Yeah, that, I mean, so it was it's, like the crappy, the crappy clothes. Like, it, it's, it's like, it's like a jump, or not a jumpsuit, but it's like the, like when you're in jail, kind of, but it's, I never had the paper towel ones, oh, but I know which had. ones you're talking about. Um, these were like actual scrubs or when I've been like, I Honestly, I want to say yes, but I was so out. I, at that <laughs> you point, had the hiccups. I, I had the hiccups, <laughs> but I also, at that point, prior was on 15 pills four times a day because I'd been to a re. I was on medicine, went to a rehab treatment center, put you on meds, go to, you know, got kicked out, went to a psych ward. They take you off some, put you on another, you know, and just before you know it, by the time I was kicked out of the Memphis halfway treatment per rehab. Um, I was on 15 pills four times a day. And um, the conclusion of hiccups that time was just combustion because in the psych ward there, they didn't have my medical chart, which I don't understand um, how they didn't have it. And the treatment program I was in didn't give it to them. But so I was just taking off a lot of meds that you need to be weaned off of and then put on stuff. I hadn't been on, in ages that they somehow found a medical chart of mine and put me on stuff. And so the conclusion of the specialist in Chattanooga, cause they continued, um, in when I was in renew. So I was on the farm part of renew for five days and then got kicked off because they said it's not a medical facility. It's a working farm. So they had no use for me. And, <laughs> um, and then I went to the downtown part and Hunter Thomas, uh, he is, you know, awesome. He's a mentor, good friend, and he's going to be doing an episode here in the next, you know, coming weeks. And I'm going to drive to Chattanooga Chattanooga and do that one live. Um, um, So I'm excited to go back up there. But yeah, so I was very uncomfortable because I was not able to, I mean, I was either in a psych ward, I was in a bunk bed on a farm for five days. And then I was in a bunk bed again at the downtown part of Renew and it was just miserable. Yeah. Um, cause there was people around. I just, I wasn't comfortable. So at least at th- this time when I had the hiccups, I was able to be in my own bed. Um, yeah. but still, I mean, it sucked <laughs> and miserable. And my mom this time was like, I didn't know how bad, like when you had the hiccups last time, like I didn't, I wasn't there, you know, so I didn't know <laughs> how bad, but the, like, like she, she felt bad for me. Like she was, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. Um, well, I mean, our journey together has been amazing. It's not over, you mm-hmm. know, we're not breaking up like, uh, you know, bands do. No, I'm not starting a rival podcast. No, you're not. Um, you know, you're just doing bigger and better things that you need to do to, for your life. Um, Hey, maybe we'll do a, we'll do a, a show at the grand Canyon. Uh, yeah we still <laughs> haven't uh gotten jr smith on yet i remember no. our very first one and i mean it's i haven't listened to any of the old ones like the very first yeah nine ten episodes they've popped on i mean i can't believe we were doing it on that little mic um and yeah i think you've gotten so much better and then obviously like the editing has gotten so much easier now like knowing what we're doing and a good process and we've got like the mic set up and everything. And so, yeah, and, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and for listeners, you know, what's happening with me since you're moving to Arizona. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and this is another thing, uh, got to swallow the pride, you know, um, but I'm excited. Um, so at age 32, I'll be moving back home for, you know, two, three, maybe four months, um, moving in back with the parents. And so is the sister, um, their lease is up and she's looking to buy. Oh, she is too. So the whole and family she, will be reunited. Yeah. And so she's looking, you know, been looking to buy a house and, um, her, the four girls she lived with, they're breaking up, um, you know, their lease and all kind of going doing their own thing. So yeah, the, uh, the height household will be full again with the heights. So are we finally going to get the Laura Beth episode? I've been, I've been asking, uh, all of our listeners who know her need to reach out to her and, try and persuade her so you can hear her um journey and story within my story and um all the ptsd that i have 
you know, I gave her from my past, you know, struggles, but, um, I'm not forcing her, you know, if, if she wants to come on, she's got an episode, but, um, I mean, she, I put her, I put her through hell and, you know, she's, I think maybe still processing and, um, I mean, it's hard for her to talk about still, um, yeah. at times, but she does listen to the podcast, which, so she's going to hear this call out right now. She's, she's, will hear this call out. Um, cause in the very beginning she didn't listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's listened to every episode or when she started listening. Um, but since having guests on, it's, you know, easier for her to, and bearable, she can listen to someone else's story and, um, the way the podcast is kind of formed, um, into what it is now. So maybe she'll do an episode. Um, I don't know, but, uh, it'll be much easier if uh, she does, um, take the offer. Um, funny note. Um, so when I moved back into their house after Honey Lake, um, two years ago, I moved into her bedroom, the bedroom that she had growing up. Um, reason why it had a cable outlet. It's a bigger (laughs) room, two closets, so I needed, I wanted some more space and one would think, you know, you're moving back, you're both moving back in, you go to your childhood bedrooms. Well, we're flip flop, you know, I have claimed that room and, um, you lost your rights. I mean, but she even accepted, like, I didn't even have to ask or persuade, like she's been starting to, she's been moving stuff over kind of gradually and she was already putting her clothes in my childhood closet. So I was like, do you mind if I have she was like oh i've already been putting clothes in the other bedroom i was like okay nice but just our relationship is so much better you know even from a year ago um because i i mean you remember we were at the beach was it thanks easter no it it was thanksgiving the first year 2021 and she left early yeah like um she, I can't remember what I did, but I mean, we still had tension and hadn't worked through, um, you know, our, my past and just all the stuff I put her through. And cause a lot of it was still fresh. Oh, too. very yeah. fresh. Yeah. So she left what a, a day or two days early, I think I, maybe. I can't even remember. Like I remember I woke up and she had like already left and I was like, like and that would that hurt me kind of but because i was like well i'm not the same person like i'm not doing drugs anymore but i still had that pride issue and um but now like me and her like text all the time we hang out um you know i'll send her funny memes just and she'll text me funny stuff like it's it's a fun brother sister relationship that i always wanted yeah but didn't think i'd ever have when I was, you know, living how I was. And, um, so I'm excited, um, as a 32 year old to just move back in to the parents' house and then to have Laura Beth there. Um, cause now we can, uh, ride to the gym together as we both work out at iron tribe mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just hang out and, um, enjoy life together it's a kind of i don't want to say a do-over but you know it's a good you know it's a good it's like a little summer summer vacation of course you're like you're all you're doing stuff or whatever but it's like you're all in the home again yeah and and we're all we're a healthy family we're not a perfect family but we're healthy and we have a good relationship and there's no tension like i mean back in the day i mean you saw at the very beginning kind of when you moved in it wasn't as tense as it was prior to the overdose but i mean you you need to walk on eggshells kind of around (laughs) like it was i mean you would you agree kind of from i mean it wasn't as tense but like i mean that beach weekend kind of even yeah i would say there's definitely it was definitely tense and i think also there's probably just stuff like if you go back to you and your parents episode that you guys hadn't even really talked about. That was fully. the first time we had ever sat down and literally had a talk, but I was happy we had this setting. Yeah. So it was a natural conversation, but it was also like being recorded. So it was, <laughs> the, the couldn't go, it couldn't go off the rails too hard. Correct. And there was one time where it did, you know, we <laughs> edited that out 
you know, yeah. th- there'll never be a blooper of that. But yeah, I mean, so there was one time where it, it did get a little tense, but I mean, that was, that was the first time that we had ever sat down and had like a, Here's tr- what happened. <laughs> a true to, and like played through the whole thing and was just able to have a conversation and it helped having you here too. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It did. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, um, just get these few months kind of, and, um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're moving back in. I mean, to, I don't have to, I can go live somewhere else, but I'm going to wait for summer rates to drop and kind of figure out what the Lord wants and where he wants me to live. And, um, you know, would love to have a roommate. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like being around people. I mean, I like, now I do like having my own space alone time. Um, but I like having the roommate, um, yeah. and stuff. So if someone's looking or, you know, you know, sh- reach out to me, but yeah, I'm excited to have this family summertime, you know, kind of all be together under one roof. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Um, and there's no, there's no tension, you know, we're healthy now I'm healthy. So therefore the, family dynamic is healthy yeah um and yeah so i'm excited and excited for you know your future and glad everything worked out you know with what you were wanting expecting you know um today um and mediation and which you know, I wasn't sure when you got home if how what mood you're going to be in that's why i was like i was telling you was like i don't even know like if we we're going to record it, because if it went badly, I might not just even be in the mood to talk I mean, and like say anything productive on this. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's something too, where for me praying about it and then giving a lot of stuff up for the Lord and just, you know, his will be done and just believing and having trust in that. And then also I had family praying for the situation and not that anything bad was going on, but just anything um, like that when, we're in my situation where we're co-parenting and a major change is happening, you know, it's stressful, you know, and it worked out amazingly and super happy and, and lucky. And, you know, I think we both did a good job. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it was as civil as civil can get, yep. you know, thanks Frank. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Uh, the mediator. Me- He's so the if you're mediator. Looking, <laughs> you're looking for a mediator uh, in Wilkesboro, right? Yeah, I think he's through the court, but <laughs> so if you can if you can put a recommendation in in the court if you're for a mediator, ask, ask for, for Frank. Frank. Yeah, he's a didn't you say he was like an ex seal like, but he's a sweet, gentle guy. I don't think he's a seal. Or, he was ex Navy, um, but he's super chill. He had a bunch of shock like the beads. The like I don't know what the beads are, but the bead bracelets and give him a little cool. zen, huh? Yeah, he, I mean, he, you you need that when you're doing some mediation. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he was giving us compliments on how well we were doing, but I'm sure he's dealt with some crazy stuff. Because, I mean, the last time, and we won't go into it, people don't even know, but it wasn't the most civil mediation for, you know, I mean, there was some stuff and bickering and maybe, but like, I was just, when you came back, I was like, all right, I'm glad this one was smooth. Yeah. Because I had no idea. I was praying and I I didn't know how it was going to go and um, prayers were answered. And prayers were answered for my hiccups and um because i was worried um i mean i just didn't know what was going to go on. and i'm glad that they didn't happen um when this airs because i'll be going to guyana um july 15th mm. um so when this airs it'll be coming up pretty soon my mission trip to guyana um mm-hmm. with uh, international celebration and jai so um go back and listen to i don't know the episode numbers but jai um he is the hands and feet in guyana for international celebration and that's the nonprofit organization that um Stephen beth puckett um started in i think it was 2006 maybe 2005 but it's to just reach every individual in guyana to share the gospel with them and um they asked me to come and share my testimony in the prisons down there. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, and there's some other team members who have had some health issues that uh, potentially weren't going to be able to go, but the Lord was able to work and um, they were able to have procedures done now rather than um, 
you know, the week leading up to our trip because rest time, um, downtime after was like 10, 11 days. Um, and then there's no way I would have gone to Ghana with hiccups. Like, yeah, I mean, I would have, maybe I would have tried, but it just would not have been the smart move. So, uh, I'm glad I had them when I did wish I hadn't had them, but, um, hopefully I'll have answers when this, uh, is aired, um, from the gastro doctor. We'll have the mystery solved. Yeah. Um, so for, um, our listeners, what advice do you have for them? Casey, uh, episode 73, you know, co-host, uh, editor, what advice do you have for our listeners who now know a little bit more about you and, uh, who you are, what advice you got for them? Um, I think so th- this is like, will be my, my advice. I think there's a lot of things. Um, so, you know, recently there was that big revival was it up in Kentucky, uh, at, uh, Asbury, Asbury is the name of the college. Correct. Um, and there's just a lot of cool things I think in general happening around the church and uh, a lot of things that I've heard some of my pastors and the people I listen to is, you know, the prodigals are, are coming home and, um, you know, the people that did know God, um, and then, you know, they grew up in their twenties or in thirties and lost faith. I think, you know, my biggest advice would just be for those people or people that don't even know God is to, is just to not be afraid to turn back to him and build that relationship. Cause it's been so powerful for me and my life. And I think there's just so many things in, you know, just even our stories on, on God's you know, grace and mercy and how he works and how he aligns things. And I think, you know, don't be afraid to, if you're thinking about it, to just go all in and build that relationship. I think that's been the most impactful thing to me, um, you know, and really not being afraid to admit and be passionate and, you know, build your identity around Jesus. I think, I think that's been the biggest advice and, and the things that I've taken is just, and all of that to say, like, don't not holding the shame or the guilt or the things that you had. It's like, well, I don't, I can't build my relationship. How will God ever reconcile that? You know, it's like, it's already been reconciled. It's already been taken care of by his son and he loves you so much. And I think it's surprising how much can change so quickly, how many amazing great things can happen so quickly um, when you make that decision to, to really kind of not to say it hasn't been a struggle for me or there hasn't been like, you know, but I, for me, that's been the most impactful thing that I've done over the past two, three, four months. Um, and I guess the other piece more practical, like not practical, of course, that's practical what I just said, but I guess more just regular advice would be, um, I'm trying to think, of course, get edited out. Um, I think to read like as a, as a, like a more practical, I think it's a good, I've been reading a lot more and it's allowed me to unplug and be more thoughtful um, and just to dig into something. And I think there's so much, you know, we're watching movies and shows. Like I was staying up all, like I'd be like, I watch a show all day. I didn't really learn anything, but I was up all night. My sleep schedule's whack. Um, I think there's, I think it's, there's something really awesome with reading or setting time um, to read and to get into a book or whether it's fiction or nonfiction, just to, um, for like a mental reset and done out. So Jesus and read. Those are my two advice. Yay. Those are, <laughs> those are two good things. Um, yeah. Cause, um, going back to your, your Jesus advice was great advice. Um, the Jesus advice, the Jesus advice, um, you know, the shame and the guilt that everybody has. Um, once you release that, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, as, um, our guests in episode 70, Titus Broom, um, you know, um, it's just, it's a miracle that he's with us still, um, and just shows, you know, God's grace and how Titus, something that is, you know, terrible and someone could be, you know, woe is me and just go through life or have, could have taken his life like he tried, um, you know, from being shot, paralyzed, and then going to prison in a wheelchair, um, but just turning his life around. And But as we discussed in that episode, like life still happens. You're still going to have struggles, but it's how do you deal with them? You know, he talked about going through a divorce last year and, um, you know, I think 
think he was married what, 18, 20 years. I can't remember the exact number and, you know, have has children, you know, mm. um, just cause he turned his life over to God, um, after, um, you know, all that happened to him in the mid nineties, that doesn't mean life is going to be perfect and easy, you know, yeah. life's still going to hit you just like, you know, with you, um, and with me, we're still going to have struggles, you know, it's, it, it's why it's called life, you know, yeah. but it's just how do you deal and cope and work through whatever life has thrown at you, you know? Um, yeah, we might still have those suicidal thoughts. We might want to go back out and, you know, do a line or drink, whatever it may be, but we know we can't do that because we know if we do that, we're going to let down a lot of people, you know, that know our story and that, um, you know, listen to this podcast or for Titus, you know, um, or our other guests who just know them. And, um, but then also for our health and well being, we know where that's going to lead us. And we just know we can't do that because of where it took us prior. Um, so on all that being said, once you release that shame and guilt and swallow that pride, you know, life gets much easier. You're still gonna have to deal with life, but it's easier to deal with life. And then also just being vulnerable, not to everybody, but to those that you're close with and trust and that are kind of in your inner circle, your support that, yeah. you know, aren't going to judge you, but they're going to call you on your bullshit and, you know, help you to become the better person and help you with whatever you're struggling with. And because once you speak on something, you know, it, the devil has no hold on that and you've released that. Um, and that's mm. something, you know, that. I've learned in these last two years and um, I'd say you've learned um, and we both mm. practice that. And, um, you know, it helped with us meeting in a treatment center, um, yeah. you know, to kind of already have a baseline of, all right, you know, we both know what we're struggling with or have struggled with and have that rehab relationship where we can kind of go below surface level where I feel like maybe a lot of roommates, I don't know, but kind of just keep it surface level. Yeah. It's like the parable, um, and the gospels where it's like, you know, if you build, you know, build your foundation on me, your house will be solid as a rock. But if you don't, your house will crumble like sand. And like to say what you're saying for Titus, just because life happens and let's say there's the hurricane, you have that foundation where at least you have the knowledge, like your entire house isn't falling down. Correct. You, you have, the structure and the foundation to still keep standing. And yes, you might have to make repairs and rework things and things got broken and you need to rebuild walls, but you haven't lost the house. You haven't lost what you know, and it's a lot easier to build upon. And I think, you know, both of us are thankful that we have that. Yeah. And then, and, and that's what Titus and I talked about, you know, uh, cause a marriage can ruin you, um, like mentally and just, you can go into depression, different stuff. Not saying, you know, one falls, you know, that he didn't, you know, struggle with that, but he knew um, that he had the Lord and he wasn't alone and how to get through that and work through that. And um, yeah, so it's just a testament to anyone out there dealing with life, you know, um, life's going to hit you, but it's how you deal with it. I mean, I was on the phone with someone earlier today and, they told me that their stepson, you know, decided to take his life two weeks ago um, when we're recording. So it'd be about a month when this airs. And, you know, for me, someone who tried four times, I was just heartbroken to hear that because I was like, damn, just life gets better. Like, yeah, it's shitty right now, but this isn't going to be here forever. This will pass. This feeling will pass you're going to get through this depression, this dark day, this dark week, you know, it's not going to be here forever. And I just, for anyone out there listening, that's contemplating suicide or even has someone in their family or friend who they feel like suicidal, like it gets better. You know, suicide is not the answer. Like while you might be out of your pain and misery because you took your life, that are that ripple effect of you taking your life is, so so painful and so hard and you know you just shattered so many people's world that you don't even know 
And, yeah, and it, you can't undo that. And it just gets so much better. So like, not to say there's not hard situations and, you know, I've been there. I haven't been in the worst of situations, but you know, I've been there, you've been there, but as soon as you turn, things can get better so much quickly, you know, so, so much quicker than you think, like you will see things get so much better and you're like, thank God I didn't do that. I, you know, or, I mean, that's what I, <laughs> I was telling him on the phone today. Like, thank God I didn't, I tried four times. Thank God. Literally. Thank God. I, I wasn't able to go through with them and people prevented me and the Lord placed people barriers to where I wasn't physically able to get my gun and do different, you know, what I was going to do because I mean, just life's amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah there's some tough days, but well, especially I, with God, crazy stuff can happen. Like crazy, like crazy, awesome stuff. Like, yeah. you know, us, us, you know, getting together and situations working out perfectly or, you know, you hear the stories all the time. It just gets so much better. So yeah, please do not do that. It's not, it's not worth it. And, um, you know, for those who have, you know, just the amount of pain that they left their loved ones and even people that didn't necessarily know them that well. I mean, it's, I can't stress enough. Do not do it. Um, it's not the answer. And if you're feeling that way, call me, text me, reach out to me, like call the suicide hotline, reach out to someone, uh, because life does get better. I can promise you that it's not going to be this way forever. Talk to a psychiatrist, get on some medicine, talk to your doctor, but it's just not the answer. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And like a last thing I'll say, then we could wrap up. Like, I think you would be surprised and you know this, and I know this where you might think that there's no one there that will talk with you or want to hang out with you right now. Cause you're going through this. I think if you'd be surprised if you call somebody and you're just like, I'm at a really bad point. I need to hang out with somebody. And even if you thought they would, they, people will do amazing things for you because I think at the end of the day, people care. And regardless of how much they know you or don't, if you reach out, they'll, they'll, people will do amazing things. And I think that's a great thing about us like humans. I think that, you know, if somebody's really genuine and honest and say, I just need help, a lot of people will move worlds to try to do what they can to help you in whatever capacity they have. And we can both attest to that. And yeah, we've had give her, you know, around 60 guests, which is amazing. And they can all attest to that. Not all of them have had suicidal, you know, struggles, but everyone on this show has had some struggle and every listener has struggles and has a story, but our guests can all attest when they were struggling with life, they had someone or people there to help them and, you know, carry them when they couldn't carry themselves necessarily. Yeah. And even if you feel like bridges are burnt, even those people, if you come to them in a vulnerable, honest way, it's surprising how quick we are very quick to forgive once we get to an honest level and understanding. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 uh, life's too short to have grudges. Now that doesn't mean you, everything's cool. Everything's <laughs> cool. And you know, you forgive everyone and become pals again. Some people you don't need in your life, but there's no, reason to have a grudge on that person you can release that without having to talk to them you know so not everyone's in your life needs to be in your life there's people from my past who you know i held grudges for a long time but i've released that and i wish them the best and hope they're successful enjoying life and happy but i just don't care to have them in my life and i don't know what they would say about me but i've released that grudge and um, that hold that I had on them because of stuff that happened, but I've released that and wish them the best. And, but I mean, I don't need them in my life. So that doesn't mean you can't, you know, get rid of a grudge, release that and have yeah. to have them in your life. That I'm not saying that you can not have someone in your life and still, you know, no, for get sure. rid of that grudge. Yeah, for sure. Um, Casey, it's been an honor living with you. I've loved it. And, um, you know, I'm excited that we're still going to be able to do the podcast. Uh, I mean, it's crazy to think we started October 2021 and we're recording this in June. It'll air in sometime in July, but 73 episodes. I mean, I don't I had no expectations when we first started, but definitely didn't think it would turn into what it has turned into. And who knows where it'll be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like you said, you never know what the Lord's going to do. Um, and, um, you know, all the people that we're helping, maybe we're helping with just one person. I don't know, but it's cool just to see what this podcast has turned into and, um, the, all the different stories, um, that we've heard, um, you know, and the stories that we're going to hear, um, and just what the Lord has done, um, in their lives. And, you know, hopefully, you know, what's being done in our listeners lives and, um, you know, how they've been helped just through, through these stories. Yeah. So, well, thank y'all, um, for just tuning in to this episode, episode 73. It's a bittersweet, uh, episode, but, uh, that doesn't mean it's the end. We're not breaking up. Um, maybe Casey and I will do some zoom ones. I'll fly out to Arizona and do some episodes and, uh, go hang out in the desert. Um, never been to Scottsdale or even Arizona. So I'm excited to go out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, um, as always, you know, uh, and my sister came up with this, so I'm giving her the shout out. She asked for royalties. So <laughs> whenever we start making money, I will, um, give her, um, you know, some of that money, but we all have a story. We all have struggles and the good news is we're not alone. So don't forget that. Um, you know, if you're thinking about, uh, taking your life, please don't, there's so much more to life. Um, and these dark days will pass, but if you want to reach out, uh, connect, um, get to know me, share your story, um, feel free to, uh, reach out to me via text, social media, um, our email address, the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com and, uh, go follow and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, we have some YouTube videos up, um, maybe in the future we'll get more of those up and get that kind of platform rolling. Um, but, um, yeah, would love to hear y'all's story. Uh, if you're ready and, uh, feeling led, um, to be vulnerable and share your story, it could help someone, um, out there, but love y'all. Thank y'all and stay tuned for next week's episode.